Now, many, many moons ago, back when I was a student, I was at uni, I was, had this pretty average job working in like, I guess you'd call it like a knickknack kind of store. And the owner's mother used to work there. And she was a bit of the hippie persuasion. And she was convinced, like she told me, that she was abducted by aliens multiple times. The most convincing bit I remember was, I sort of was like, wow, that's amazing. So you actually been on the spaceship? Instead of saying, yeah, I've been on the spaceship, she said, yeah, I've been on craft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so once you, say the, once you say the phrase on craft, I'm like, yeah, I'm sold. You've been on, not the craft, just I've been on craft. I've been I'm on like, craft. Who the hell says that? <laughs> the only person that says that is someone that's been on bloody craft. That's... <laughs> That is the alien abductee version of when celebrities talk about shows they've been on. And they're yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Remember that? We were watching a show and I think David Spade was talking about being on the show, Just Shoot Me. Yeah. He's gone, oh, yeah, when I was on Shoot Me. And we're like, yeah. just, you've, dropped, you've dropped one word, mate. You've dropped one word. <laughs> Hang on, I've just realised we've, we've almost started the episode. Let's cut to the music and then we'll, we'll continue oh. this chat. Luke, UFOs. Love them. I love them, Don. <laughs> you, lo- you want to believe. There's no doubt about it. I've, uh, I've got a little side interest in this. Just a little side interest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's cut to the chase here. Luke, have you ever seen a UFO? My short answer is no. But once I was driving home <laughs> from the shops, my uh, wife sent me out to get, you know, that kind of late night, go get some chocolate, go get some chips run. And on no, the man, way, man, uh, broccoli. I've gone <laughs> out to get broccoli and maybe a little bit of uh, turnips, just to <laughs> a little bit of turnips, <laughs> just a little bit of turnips. <laughs> not a full turnip, just a little bit no, of no. several. Ah, I'm not gluttonous. I'll just feel like a bit of a snack. You know, I don't have that unhealthy stuff. Anyway, yep, go. You went for a, a snack so, run. Went for a snack run, driving home, and out of the corner of my eye, I see this light in the sky that isn't behaving the way a light in the sky normally behaves. So it wasn't. Yep. It wasn't still like a star. And it wasn't moving in the normal trajectory of a plane. That caught my attention. Mm. And then I've just kind of gone, oh, let's get a bit of a closer look at this. So, I started to drive towards it to try and get a better view of it. (laughs) Did you, Hollywood style, go off the road into a field and just follow it that way? Or was it like, (laughs) that's what I'm hoping. My radio did start flickering a little bit and I just lost, lost audio quality for a moment there. Yeah. But... As I was getting closer to it, and I actually ended up driving to this giant kind of car park where I could kind of, you know, just get a better better angle on it. Yeah. I realised, no, actually, I think it's just the plane. I think that was the uh, that was the long and the short of it. It was just the plane. And then <laughs> the moment when I came home, my wife was like, "What took you so long?" And I had to admit I was chasing what I thought was a UFO. The look, the look of, of like disgust and pity in her eyes. I'll never forget it. And that is, and that's a reasonable response because this is something that's in the sky, kilometers away. And you're like, I'm gonna follow it in my Mitsubishi Lancer. I, I, I literally drove, I reckon, no more than 200 meters. I'm like, well, that's achieving nothing. That is achieving nothing. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. But just to just to put our 
kind of cards on the table from the get-go. Yeah. So I, I certainly have never seen a UFO. I do have a big interest in them. I've written a couple of books. I've written that's a success. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a successful blog happening. Um, yeah. What's your You've starting got a vlog? <laughs> no, no, you. You know, every now and again, either one of us will get like this little interest for a period of time that we sort of will read up into, and then it'll just fall by the wayside when we've exhausted all possibilities of of information. This one has really stayed with you. This has been years, <laughs> and I've. I'm shocked every time I think it's done and then out of the blue you'll send me a link to some weird thing and I'm just like oh like, <laughs> the amount of respect is going that on? people have lo- have lost for me during the course of this interest is is so yeah. bad it's so cuz the interest is I, honest question do you have a google alert for UFOs <laughs> I, I don't but sometimes later than I I will just I will Google UFO and then click on the news um, tab in Google and just right. see, is there any new UFO new news? <laughs> it's terrible, but we'll, we'll come to why in a minute. And I certainly, I'm not a believer. Like I'm not sitting here looking for confirmation that UFOs have definitely visited. Let's, we'll get to the nuance of this in a minute. But before we do, yeah. let's just do a little check-in around, obviously, coronavirus times. Yeah. We're in a bit of... Two different realities at the moment. I'm in stage four lockdown. We've got a, you know, one hour of state sanctioned exercise. We've got a curfew. We've got not much we can do at the moment, but you're in a bit of a different boat. Yeah. So I remember in our coronavirus episode, we were both kind of, Australia was in a good spot and still is really, but we were a little bit flippant with, with everything. It was, it, it was flippant um, and smug. There was a bit of smugness. Smug. Oh, the smugness was out of control. Yeah. Anyway, I'm still smug. It's fantastic, but I'm in Canberra and we have never been better. But Melbourne has just gone gangbusters. Like, so what? What are the rules for you? You can't go out without a mask on. It's pretty much you, you can't go more than five k's from your house. You have to be wearing a mask when you do, and you can only go out for one hour of exercise and to go to the shops. An hour of exercise? Yeah, <laughs> that is ge- for us. That is generous. That's, that's- <laughs> I bet one hour a week. I still wouldn't reach that. <laughs> um, so it's it's a bit odd, but I've got to admit the fringe benefit is the mask. That's a game changer. Like I love wearing a mask. I've had adult pimples that usually would have caused me a little bit of embarrassment, but the mask mm. that covers that right up. That is fantastic. That would be fantastic. That's a dream. Oh, loving, it's an absolute dream, and. Do you have this thing where, you know, you kind of think, oh, there's probably something I'm secretly very good at, but I have never tried it to find out. Mm. You know what I've discovered I'm great at? Wearing a mask? <laughs> Cutting my own hair. Well, I was, <laughs> honestly, that thing on your head begs to differ because... <laughs> looks like you've got a cat up there. It's just... <laughs> it's a beautiful cat. Don't worry yeah, it is. It's a good... It's a Persian... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, some rare thing. No, it's actually not a bad cut. You've done well. That's good. It's very good. Anyway. And I think, as I mentioned it in the probably the coronavirus episode, I tried to cut my own hair, realized pretty quickly that I had done a pretty bad job, went to see the few hairdressers that were open. He just looked at me with pity and said, you tried to cut your own hair, didn't you, <laughs> And I, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, alrighty, enough of that. Let's get, let's get back to my favorite topic. Hmm. UFOs. Hit us, with a, hit us with a Don's definition. Alrighty, so an unidentified flying object or a UFO is an aerial phenomenon that cannot immediately be identified or explained. It says here, most UFOs are identified on investigation as conventional objects or phenomena, 
the term is widely used for claimed observations of extraterrestrial spacecraft. But yeah. technically, it's just anything in the sky that isn't able to be identified. And I'm going to say, not by us, but by people that actually know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll see anything in the sky and I'm like, I don't know what that is. I think it could be a plane. Everything's a UFO for me. It's if true. I get a picture of the moon, I only say it's the moon five out of ten times. So I'm not the, <laughs> not the best person to uh, identify UFOs. <laughs> Um, that is true. And I'll, I'll come back to that point a bit later, actually, about when people, you know, random people you talk to or on the internet have very confident opinions about what something is in a video um, based, you know, they, they might work in accounts for PricewaterhouseCoopers, but they're certain yeah. that that thing on the, on the radar is a bird, not, you know, something the uh, Pentagon hasn't been able to identify. Things like that, I find. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly right. <laughs> I find that interesting. But and, like, you see people with that, this is another little tangent, but you see people like that in real life who, if you say something with confidence, you can go a long way. Like a lot of people will believe it if you're saying anything confidently. Oh, totally. It's like yeah. that, that thing that we're, if you put the word effect after something, like it just then if I said, oh yeah, it's known as the confidence effect, then yeah. automatically you are the most knowledgeable person in the room. Yeah. And you've <laughs> said that many times in this podcast. <laughs> I remember you saying that. So I think that that point though, that key difference between just because you, you're saying something is unidentified and it's flying doesn't mean you're concluding that aliens are in there driving it. Big difference there. Big difference. That's right. Yeah. And that's really at the heart of what I find interesting about this is that we're seeing things in the in the um, atmosphere, in the in space, and even sometimes, you know, quite close to ground, that experts don't know what it is. And that to the curiosity around that to me is fascinating. And I, I that is very interesting. Yeah, I don't think there's little green men in there. I just find that bloody interesting. But so, it's within the realms, right? Like, so the general scientific consensus is that there is somewhere. More than likely, life on other planets. Yeah, like that. Everything I've read is says exactly that. That they're saying that we are we're on the edge of one galaxy, and there's 170 billion galaxies, and so it's almost the height of arrogance to think that we're the only kind of living form that you know roughly resembles us. Like I think it's yeah, that's right. it's it's more than likely than not that there's something out there, but whether they're actually coming to visit. That's a completely separate issue. Yeah, exactly right. And so I'm I'm chomping at the bit to jump into some of my key UFO facts. But did you mm. have anything you want to get off your chest before we start? Uh, what, as a as a relative newbie to the field, what struck you when you were when you were researching it? <laughs> I was writing to call me a little a grommet. There's a little bit of a grommy. UFO uh, grommy. Yeah, a little grommy and uh, <laughs> little fella. What did you uh, find interesting? Um, no, I'm pretty knowledgeable about most things, so nothing really surprises <laughs> me, mate. Uh, <laughs> um, no, well, you've sent me 50,000 links over the years, and I, I, I click on maybe a third of them. And, yeah, I don't know, nothing. It's What I found interesting is there's always been this historical element where anyone who's spoken about UFOs has kind of been made a laughing stock. And so there's a big disincentive for people to talk about UFOs. Mm. However, the fact that there's actually a unit in the Pentagon that is actually looking at this stuff is interesting. What's what I find more interesting is the potential that it's not a UFO from outer space. Although actually no that's not true. What's also interesting because <laughs> that would be anything. What's also interesting is that it's another they're looking at it because it's potentially another country with 
more advanced uh, technology is what they're concerned about. Yeah, exactly right. And and so maybe to, to kind of get to the bottom of that a little bit, I guess the, the things that we need to lay out are in 2017, and this is probably... I'm just, sorry. I just basically said Russia having a new um, aeroplane is more interesting than aliens coming to, uh, <laughs> to us from outer space. I take that back. Anyway, <laughs> go on. <laughs> um, my interest in this started in about 2017 when these stories started appearing in the New York Times that were kind of saying that there's this program within the Defence Forces that in in America that are investigating UFOs. And then the guy that was leading the program, he left it because he didn't think the government was taking it seriously enough and then started releasing these little short videos of unidentified flying objects that were captured by Navy fighter pilots. And that's what got my attention because it was from the New York Times. It was from a guy that was working for the government. He was verified as working for them. And we had video footage and the Navy and the Pentagon came out and said, these are true, these are true videos, and we don't know what they are. We don't know mm. what is flying in these videos. So there's a public admission, there's acknowledgement of a program, and we don't have an answer. That is just so interesting. So over that three years, there's been this drip feeding of information from the government about what they know and what programs they're funding. And they've sometimes they've um, lied about whether the program currently exists or not. But apparently it's... Yeah, they lied and then they came out more recently saying, we just changed its name or something, right? Like, yeah, they, they're being very tricky around, it was called one thing and then it was called something else and because it was a different name, they said that doesn't exist anymore. But really the heart of the question was, are you still investigating these these things that are flying into our airspace that we don't know what they are? And that that seems to be the situation where it's quite commonly... So since about 2004... There's lots of reports from pilots who are seeing these things in our airspace that they don't know what they are, but particularly since 2015. And the Navy and the the government are now saying, yeah, we actually need to be more transparent about these things and we need to come up with ways of um, the Congress being briefed on it and public disclosures happening in a way that, you know, you're not viewed as, you know, kind of being out of your mind if you come forward with this stuff because... There's literally stuff going on, which cuts to your point. There's like, there are these politicians who are saying either we're being visited from outer space by someone or Russia or China have a new bit of aircraft and that's a massive threat to our national security. And I agree with you. Either of those is really interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just use any possible little point. Like you've done a 15 minute monologue. Uh, <laughs> And I got no information to add. Yeah, that that would be good. <laughs> Should we? Now, what's, what's interesting is that this is it's from people credible, but you know, like they're pilots in the navy. They're not crazy conspiracy theorists looking at a blurry photo. You know, these are people in a plane. They're highly trained. Their observing skills will be finely tuned. And you know, it's really interesting for that very reason. It's not your typical UFO person. Claiming it. Yeah, that's right. No offense to people that are into <laughs> UFOs. I'm looking at you, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the same as you. When I read anything of, you know, anyone who's in standing in a farm and they claim that a saucer came and tried to abduct them, I discount all of that stuff because there's just there's no evidence. Like I can't believe it if there's no evidence. 
anyone who claims to be on craft is <laughs> yeah. probably full of rubbish. <laughs> but have you heard that guy, that pilot David Fravor, talk about his experience? I have, yeah. So he had a, a an encounter in 2004 where, and he looks like he's had a pretty upstanding, credible career in, in the military and it was kind of unusual for him to come out and say, I think I saw something. But the way he talks about it, about how it was, you know, defying the laws of, of physics and thermodynamics as we know it, and it, yeah. it couldn't have had a human in it because they would have combusted, and it was moving, you know, from 50 feet up to 80,000 feet and down again in a matter of seconds, and it was doing these things that he said, we don't have the technology to do that. And yeah. it was his narrative that got me interested because he just seemed really credible with a first-hand account. Mm. Is it yeah. is it worth having a little listen to to David Fravor talking about what he saw? Let's chuck him on. <laughs> I got a feeling this is not going to make the cut. Yeah, listen, it's probably not. <laughs> but I haven't heard this. If in the on chance off chance is interesting, um, you'll be hearing this. UFOs have been the stuff of conspiracy theorists for decades, often mocked for talking about it, but maybe they shouldn't be mocked. Commander David Fravor spent 18 years as a naval aviator, a pilot. In 2004, he had an unforgettable encounter with an aircraft he said was defying the laws of physics. Former Commander Fravor joins us tonight. Thanks a lot for coming on tonight. Um, t- tell, us, tell us what you saw. Well, we were on a uh, we had launched on a routine training mission. Uh, when we joined up, we were told that the event was going to be canceled, and that we have real world tasking, and we were sent out to the west. Now, take in mind that this has taken place about 100 miles southwest of San Diego, between San Diego and Ensenada, Mexico. Yeah. Uh, on a clear, perfect day, blue waters. We get out to the spot where they tell us it's at. Um, we start looking around, and both of us, both airplanes, see uh, disturbance in the water and a white. 40-foot-long, tic-tac-shaped object just hovering above the water, going forward, back, left, right. There's no rotor wash. There's no wings, nothing. So as we drive around in a clockwise flow, we get to about the 9 o'clock position, and I said, well, I'm going to go down and check it out, and the other jet is going to stay high. So as we go down, when we get to the 12 o'clock position, it starts to mirror us. So it's in a clockwise flow, and it's on the opposite side of the circle from us. And we continue this. It's in a climb. We're in a descent. We're getting a great look at it. This whole thing takes about probably up to five minutes from the time we show up. I get over to the 8 o'clock position. It's at about the 2 o'clock position, and I decide I'm going to go and see what it is, and it's about 2,000 feet below me. And I cut across the circle, and as I get within about a half mile of it, it rapidly accelerates to the south in about two seconds and disappears. What, what would you estimate the speed? Oh, well above supersonic. It, it like a bullet out of a gun it took off. So from what you know about aerodynamics, mechanics, physics, uh, should this be possible, what you saw? Not with the technology that we have today. Not, not at all. Even now, even 13 years later, is there anything that you know of capable of this kind of behavior? No, there's nothing I know of. I mean, this when you look, when we saw the, the video with the IR, it has no exhaust, uh, it, you know, no, no discernible things of anything, form of propulsion. And this thing came from a dead hover over the water, just kind of moving around to a climb up to about 12,000 feet to rapidly accelerating away in a climb. And in less than two seconds, it was gone. And you figure you're talking 
50 miles of visibility and you can easily see an object that size easily out to 10 miles and it just disappeared in seconds. Could, I mean, what would be the effects on a human pilot of the G-forces involved in that altitude change? Uh, well, the altitude wouldn't be bad. It would be the acceleration of the object. That's what it, right. Um, the, well, I, honestly, I wanted to fly it. <laughs> yeah, but, I bet. Uh, uh, you know, there's, you know, talking to some physicists, they don't think the human body could handle that kind of force with that Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like the human body could. So bottom line, what do you think this was? I believe, as do the other folks that were on the flight that we, when we visually saw it, that it was something not from this world. Uh, when, uh, presumably you expressed that belief to your superiors, what did they say? Actually, we, we caught a lot of grief getting back to the boat, uh, it, and it got passed off as an event that no one could explain. Now, keep in mind, they had been tracking these for two weeks prior to us seeing it, and this was the first time that manned airplanes had been airborne uh, when the objects appeared. This feels like a really big story to me. I, I'm not, it's not exactly clear why Vladimir Putin's more interesting than this. I think this seems like a big deal. And Commander, I appreciate your taking the time to talk to us about it. You seem sober and believable. And I appreciate it. Why, thank you very much, Tucker. Thanks. It's obviously, you know, there are skeptics out there that are saying this, these are just drones or it's just radar technical errors or it's interpretive errors by the radar people or it's weather could balloons be. or it's birds. There are all these other things that it could be, and that's entirely true. Um, but just what I find interesting is that the, the people within the Navy and the government who see drones and who see birds and who see weather balloons and who use this these radar um, technology every day, they don't think it was that. And so some guy, mm. some guy sitting at home on the on the couch with a blog, who's so confident that it's a bird, just seems really arrogant to me. When the government's yeah, concluding, we don't know what it is. Another question: How many weather balloons are they putting into the air, and why? <laughs> What are they so obsessed with the weather balloons? And, <laughs> oh, that's just a weather balloon. Another one? <laughs> What's going on, it's government? A, it's a, I actually, to be honest, what, is, what does a weather balloon do? Why do, we, why do we need them? I have no idea. Surely we're past weather balloons. It's like, like some guy's got an 18th century hobby. I'm just putting another weather balloon into flight. <laughs> it's just, it's weird. It's by candlelight, for some reason. <laughs> Why is no one cracked that case open? Maybe that's that a, is that's it. A, that's that the just... real case. <laughs> Before we continue, can I just do a quick check-in? Mm. How am I sounding in terms of uh, the on a sanity scale? Uh, well, <laughs> you're sounding pretty into it. Like, <laughs> like you're a lot more interested in this than I am. But you're sounding reasonable. Okay, yeah, good. Reasonable. <laughs> good little temperature check there. Yeah. It's, we'll, we'll check in again later just to see how crazy you sound. But uh, I'll give you a pass so far. Excellent. Um, okay, your turn. What, what did you find that you found interesting? One thing which I did find interesting, which is it's interesting. I don't think it means anything particularly. It could just be like a style of the time. But a lot of the Rena or some of the Renaissance paintings or Renaissance I don't know how to pronounce it, um, but a lot of those paintings actually have UFOs in them. And this is from like 1400 to 1600. All of those, well, some of those paintings will literally have a UFO in the air 
with the lights beaming down. Whereas surely back in those days, that wouldn't be a thing. Now, I'm not saying that means anything. It could be anything. It's just fascinating. That is so interesting. And so this is in a time before anyone had invented things that could fly. And that, oh, well before. And it's yeah, a, and it's a, and well before. And they're drawing futuristic spacecraft. Yeah. So if you Google the baptism of Christ 1710... This is not within the range, age range that I said, but <laughs> 1710 still. Um, there's a flying disc-shaped object with like baby Jesus down below and there's light beaming down onto it. There's another one, uh, another really famous one called... And what do I look up, sorry? Baptism of Christ, 1710. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, which but- is interesting. That's like three, nearly 400 years ago. Well, 300 years ago. Um like it looks like your classic UFO. With like, there's another one called the Annunciation with Saint Amadeus, who bloody loved an Annunciation, by the way, from 1486. <laughs> and once again, there's a UFO in the sky with a single beam coming down onto a building. That's interesting, isn't it? Because they would have had no conceptions of flying craft or even weather balloons, dare say, that yeah. would have been used to inform that kind of imagination. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like, this is like hundreds of years ago, and it's your classic flying saucer, essentially, is what you're looking at. It's your textbook. Now, I'm not saying that means anything, but it's just interesting. It's an interesting thing. I don't know what it means. I'm sounding crazier than you. That's the table. I think what it means is, by St. Amadeus, not only did he love an annunciation, he bloody loved the UFO. He's been on craft. <laughs> St. Amadeus. He's been on craft. He's been on craft a few times. I'm loving how the tables have turned here. You're the one looking at old paintings going, UFOs are are here. They have have visited. (laughs) No. Anyway, it's hard not to get sucked into this. I think the reality is, who the hell knows? It's just interesting. Uh, Can't tell you who does know. St. Amadeus? No, no. Eric Davis. Uh. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, no, so he was he he came out in the the latest New York Times article about a month ago. Yeah, Eric Davis, astrophysicist who was working as a contractor for the Pentagon, who was being asked to kind of analyze materials of craft that had crashed. Yeah, and he, I think from memory he said most things recovered were man-made, but there were a few which he said. We couldn't make this. Is that correct? Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. He says there are a few that the, the direct quote was, we couldn't make it ourselves. And then his other quote was that they were off world vehicles not made on this earth. Did he? That was the quote in the New York Times article a month ago. I always find the fact that these guys are always contractors. And it makes me feel like it gives them less credence yes. because they didn't want to give him a proper job. I don't know. <laughs> like, he's on, ah, just a contractor. He's not on. Yeah. He's not on staff he's, or on he's craft. Less, yeah. yeah, he's not on craft. He's not on staff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. A lot of these guys, I'm, I'm, I don't know whether they're, they're sort of credible or not. Yeah, there's really only two guys: that Louis Alawondo guy and another guy called Chris Mellon. I think his name is. Who yeah. have been in the tent? Who have come out and said, "This this stuff is happening." They didn't kind of walk past a hallway and overhear something. They were actually they were in high level conversations, and they've right. they've left and blown the whistle. Whereas, but then that begs the question: Why did they leave? And under what circumstance? Yeah, like, true. Maybe they're crazy. 
You're right. It's either someone who who was kind of pushed out and now they're disgruntled and they're kind of just putting conspiracy theories out there. Yeah. Or it's someone that obviously if this is all true, there's an incredible frustration that the impacts of this on our understandings of everything are profound. And they're kind of saying, I can I can actually do more good outside the system than inside the system, which is yeah, it's a valid perspective, but I think it's probably unlikely. <laughs> Yeah. What's interesting is that the you we're hearing more now from the US government. And I don't know why it's, it's not always the US, is it? There was a few things, was it from Chile? Was there a Chile Chilean there was, video? There was a big thing out of Chile where um and again, I don't I got to I got to keep things in check here. But yeah. <laughs> there was a, vi- a a video, I think it's on the internet, but um the Chilean government um analyzed this video of a UFO. And they got a whole bunch of people around a committee and they interviewed them before the video was seen. And they all said, I think it's it's probably a weather balloon or I think it's probably a glitch or it's a blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then they all analysed the video together. And at the end of it, the committee concluded that whatever it was, wasn't something that, that humans put into the air. And they've, they've effectively said it's a UFO, but we just don't know what it is. Was the And there was a lot of sceptics on that committee. Is that, mm. That's one of the big, big kind of cases. But there's been stuff that comes out of all countries. Like you read a lot of stuff of people saying, well, why is it only America? But it's not. Like yeah. Every country has has kind of UFO files. Right. What's interesting is that there's more information coming directly from the government now than ever. I'm going to get my X-Files hat on. Uh, like why? One thing, there was something the other day and people think it's essentially trying to distract people from Trump's poor handling of the uh, coronavirus. Mm. I don't know if that's true. Interesting. Uh, like, did, did you hear? His- why are they coming out? Or is it another thing they're saying they're kind of drip feeding information, leading towards some big disclosure at some point? Yeah, that's the one I've heard a lot saying for for so long. I don't. I probably doubt that as well. Yeah, to me, like uh, you, the thing I've read most often is the government was ever since like Roswell. They talk about they're worried that the panic would the public would panic if this they found out these kind of bits of information that they couldn't explain properly. Um, but I don't really buy, I don't really buy that either. But I did, did yeah. you see Trump the other day talking about, um, his son asked him on a radio interview or a podcast, are you going to disclose what happened in Roswell? Mm. And I heard, I read a quote saying he essentially said he knows, I don't know, a lot of stuff about it. I don't know. What did he say? Uh, he, I think he effectively said, oh yeah, he's learned some interesting things. And then his son said, are you going to reveal it? And he said, have to think about that. No, nah, he has not heard. <laughs> he doesn't. He d- didn't even understand the question. Let's be honest. <laughs> it was funny when we decided to do this topic. I actually went back just to double check we hadn't done it before because it feels like the kind of topic we've done before. I think I was shying away from it because I didn't want to sound exactly like you're sounding right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, what I didn't want. <laughs> As I was scrolling through, I saw all these topics that we've poo-pooed over the years for the, yeah. a lack of evidence with this really scientific kind of bent around, you know, essential oils and conspiracy theories and absolutely yeah. everything we've torn apart. It comes to UFOs and I'm like, it's on, they're here, we're game yeah. on, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Any other fun facts on your side of the fence? Fun fact, not really. Uh, let me have a look. I'll say not really. I've actually got a whole list. So, <laughs> hang on. Uh, so, the term UFO been used in popular culture since 1952. Yeah. 
interesting sort of uh <laughs> most UFO sightings occur on Friday nights which is interesting and they think it's to do with people clocking off from work and going drinking afterwards which <laughs> that's that's a genuine that theory makes- uh <laughs> what else have we got uh, it's estimated that there could be up to 40 billion planets just like ours in the Milky Way alone, you know, and that's just in our galaxy. How many galaxies are there? Billions and billions. So 100, 179 billion, I think was the last. So yeah, it's got to be life somewhere, right? Um, no, these facts are terrible. Uh, <laughs> not fun. And they're not even that facty. It's about UFOs, of course. Hang on. <laughs> they're failing on both counts. Did you actually write fun facts as the heading for this page? No, no, okay. didn't need to. They just, <laughs> you could just tell. How fun they were. <laughs> Apparently, there's 40,000 US citizens have taken out insurance policies to protect themselves financially in the event of an alien abduction. <laughs> 40,000 insurance companies must be laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, ridiculous. That's the funnest fact I've got. That's Actually, good. that was quite That's fun. fun. And I've, uh, yeah, you're welcome. I've taken a note to follow that up afterwards. That's quite yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to get a quote from uh, Choosy or whatever. <laughs> Choosy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm acutely conscious that I've just lost all public credibility. So I reckon we should probably bow out before I say yeah. too much. Yep. Sounds good. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't want to get you started on anything else because <laughs> you won't stop. <laughs> I have I have not been so giddy since we did the placebo uh, effect episode. That's true. <laughs> that is true. This is the most proactive Luke has been about starting a podcast. <laughs> hey, we ready? Let's go. He was actually set up and ready to go this afternoon, which is Usually we're having Skype issues for 25 minutes. <laughs> Excellent. Any, uh, uh, oh, that was interesting. Food for thought. Who the hell knows? I don't know. Well, if anyone wants to continue this conversation offline, just get in touch. That'd be... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Slide into Luke's DMs and you'll uh, <laughs> be, be warmly welcomed. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you for listening and please do not think less of me going forward. We will. Alright, <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is a fucking drone, bro. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. We're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Oh, thank you. That's not our LNS though, is it? It's not. I do have LNS, dude. Well, if there's like a thing, it's rotating.